Okay, Stephen Key here, and I've got Phil. He's back. We're doing three of these, these videos in a row. And Phil, I've got to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart here is really closing the deal, right? Um, we talked a little bit about, you know, when you pitch an idea, show a problem solution, uh, make sure that person that's watching it, that maybe you're pitching to can actually get in that, can understand it, can be in that situation so they identify with it. Um, we talked a little bit about filing intellectual property. It's probably important if you think there's going to be, you know, maybe there's some royal, maybe there's there's revenue here with your idea. Okay. Um, and having access, you mentioned that because of the challenge, the 10G challenge, you have access. So, but what I'm really getting at here, right? As creative, a creative person, as an inventor, how do I, how do I get people to say yes? Because there's always this risk, right? There's this risk of what is it going to cost? How much time is it going to be? Does anybody really know it? Is there anything in your mind that you've seen in your career of tipping it over for you? How do you tip it? Is it your team? Is it proof of demand? How do you tip it to get a company to say, yes, we want to go forward with your innovation? Well, I think one is, is do, do your research and understand the company. I can't tell you how many times as the CTO for Hilla Packard, you know, startups would come in with some new idea or some lone inventor before they even had a company would come in to pitch. Um, and they hadn't really done the research. They hadn't, you know, you actually spent most of the first couple of meetings educating them about you versus hearing the pitch or the idea. Um, and, and that's a little bit of a turnoff, right? Because if you're trying to be as open and as available to as many startups, because look, even at HP, we, you know, when I retired, we were, you know, 240,000 employees, 120 billion in revenue. But my innovation team knew they had to be available to startups, right? So we had just constant meetings, listening to new ideas, because that's, you can't do it all your own. You need that outside. But at the same time, you'd want them to do a little bit of that work. Get ready, understand, understand the customer. Uh, how is the customer for your idea matched to the customers I'm trying to serve, right? So, you know, if you're coming in and saying, well, I got this really great idea, but it's the customers you don't have, and I'm going to bring you all these new customers, not going to happen. Okay. It's really where do you align up with what it is um, an organization or a company already is trying to do and how you stack value on top of something that they're already uh, making available, I think, is an, is an important part to get to that, um, to that yes. Now, if you, if you have a completely different orthogonal idea, be prepared. It may take years to convince them to, to kind of, you know, swing left a little bit and uh, look at adjacencies for, for uh, potential uh, opportunities. The other challenge is, is a lot of people would come in to HP to present, and we may, you know, we don't wanna, you don't ever wanna crush somebody's idea, right? So you go back and you kind of say, well, you know, it's kind of interesting, but I'm not quite sure how this is going to fit. And, you know, we need to think about this a little bit, right? And then the, the, the inventors would get in the parking lot and they're high-fiving themselves thinking, all I got to do is solve these two problems and I'm going to be installed on 40 million laptops automatically, right? When in reality, they're never going to get a deal. Okay. HP was just being too nice. They weren't being blunt saying, you know something? It's not a fit. You know, interesting idea, but it's not something that you know, we see on the path for, you know, for HP. We, and I was one of the things I changed at HP was 
be clear because somebody could come back in. If someone asked for a second meeting, we'd always say yes. We'd always, you know, we would, you know, yeah, okay, come back in, come back in, come back in, right? Startup or an inventor would burn all their capital mm. and never get a deal. Okay. Right? So clarity and be ask, ask for clarity. Just tell the person, you know, like, look, I'm pitching you this idea. All I ask is be clear. Is this something that, in your radar or not on your radar? Right? <laughs> Don't want to waste your time. I've got limited capital. I'm looking for a relationship, a partnership. Let's agree to be clear with each other. Because otherwise people just be nice and they'll burn up all your capital and they'll burn up all your time. Mm. And so I think, you know, I think the key thing is, is identify that problem, how your solution solves that problem and how the problem you've defined matches with the business, the customers, the market that that particular company that you're trying to partner with okay. wants to have. One of the biggest challenges with companies, so startups, particularly coming to one like, for instance, to come to HP, is, is they would come in and go, I got this really great idea, and in five years, it's going to be worth $50 million. And at HP, it's kind of like, uh, you're missing a digit <laughs> to be interesting okay. uh, because it's just the size and scale. If you have to think about from a standpoint at HP at that time, Right. To grow 8% a year, just to meet Wall Street expectations, 8% a year, HP had to build a Fortune 250 company every year. Wow, okay. You start in January, you got to generate enough new revenue on top of what you're already doing. You got to build a new Fortune 250 company every year. $50 million deals, not all so, that interesting. I guess what you're really saying is make sure you really understand who you're pitching to. Make Correct. sure you really know their business very, very clearly and know Correct. their customers are servicing. Yep. Okay. And don't and don't assume scale is the best approach to, to, to achieve it. Don't don't go, don't, don't try to go for the big guys just because of scale. If you got great alignment with them, that's a that's a different story. Yeah. But don't don't think of you know, okay, I bagged HP and therefore I but bagged. they do, Phil. They they always go after the biggest player on the block. Why is that? Is that a good strategy? I don't think so. I really don't. I think there's better partners, okay. particularly companies that are in the segment that you want to go into that might be kind of a tier two. They're going to be more hungry for a new idea. They're going to be more flexible. They're going to be more willing to do trials. Um, they're going to be more willing to potentially participate in a funding round. Uh, try to get HP to do a funding round. If you're trying to do a startup, you've got this really great idea. You can you win your first customer, you're setting up your LLC, you're actually going to build a business around your idea. You know, I think I think tier twos, mid-tier kind of size organizations are actually could be a much better partner for you. Phil, this is so awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Everybody, follow Phil. I love what he's talking about. I agree 100%. This guy knows what he's doing. He's been around the block. Phil, thank you very much for coming on InventRight TV. Thanks for having me.